The COVID-19 pandemic impacting classrooms, teachers, students, and families. We have to change our teaching styles from one day to the next. And while cases are coming down now. Having them in the classroom, of course, is great. The division over masks, vaccines, and procedures still playing a big part in every day. It's just tiring. It's just so tiring. Even impacting the quality of education your kids are getting. So it's just a total change from the little things to the bigger things. This is a KOLD News 13 original podcast, Conquering COVID. Hi again, I'm Andrew Capasso, back with another episode of Conquering COVID. My guest today is a Southern Arizona public school teacher. Now, we're not naming her or saying where she works so we can get an unfiltered look at what things are like in the classroom now and what they've been like over the past several years. This teacher has been doing what she loves in those classrooms for more than 20 years. Let's talk about the last three years compared to the past 17. What what have the last couple of years been like in your classroom? Uh, prior to um, spring break of a couple of years ago, it had been rough. Teaching is a tough job. Uh, it's rewarding. However, uh, once uh, that spring break, that never-ending spring break came, it, it was very. It's been very difficult um, going um, hybrid, remote, um, having kids um, online, and having them in the classroom. It's just been um, very different. Uh, we'd have to change uh, our teaching styles from one day to the next. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very difficult for um, the teachers here that, I, that I've been working with, and I'm sure across the nation as well. I want to talk about just what things have been like in the classroom with kids back in class. You know, there's a big push from really scientists, doctors, teachers, everyone to get kids back in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And, and you really saw that this year. Um, last year, of course, a lot of it was online, but this year, a lot of it is back in the classroom. Uh What has that been like? Having them in the classroom, of course, is great because there's nothing like having the kids in front of you to be able to teach them. However, with the pandemic, with the masks, with, um, you know, where our, our days are busy as, as it is since the minute we come in till we leave and then still take our work home in the classroom. Now it's different because we have to be constantly cleaning, sanitizing um, kids, uh, sanitizing their hands, washing their hands. Make sure you're you're um, three feet away from each other at least. Make sure your mask is on correctly. We are constantly, like I said, you know, spraying everything, doorknobs, and so most of my day now goes cleaning. Having the kids in front of me, it, like I said, is great. However, it's really hard with them um, because. They are aware of what's going on. I teach the older kids, mm-hmm. uh, but not to not fully. Some of them just are scared to be here. Some of them want to be here. Some of them want to be at once. They want it to be like it was before the pandemic mm-hmm. and just get too comfortable. But there's never any downtime because every day feels like almost every day, you know, we have more cases and more cases of kids uh, testing positive and adults at our school. Have you had any positive cases in your classroom? Yes, we have several and And some of them more than once. I want to talk about just what this is like on the kids. For the kids, it's, it's difficult as well, because like I said, some of them, especially the younger ones, they didn't have that pre pandemic uh, feeling of being at school. So this is for them, this is kind of like the norm, but the older ones that did and were um, here before the pandemic. And then now, it's been really difficult on them as well. First of all, their attendance is 
you know, our attendance is awful. Every day I have between six and 11 kids absent. Every day this has been happening. And right after Christmas, the break, it was, it was worse, of course, uh, because of the surge. Um, it's really difficult on them too, because they want to be kids. They want to run around. They want to play. They want to have their masks off. They, they want to help one another in their groups. And now they have to stay in their pods. They can't uh, change when we transition from specialists to back to class or within classes. They have to remain with their, with their own pod. Um, in case one of the kids uh, is positive and um, they check them all. And that way that's only a group of four versus, you know, 12 or uh, 10 kids that they were sitting with in different areas. Cafeteria is difficult as well because they need to make sure that we stagger the lunches. Um, we used to be able to bring in the kids to eat at lunchtime, which they enjoy having that time in the class with the teacher. And now we can't do that because while they're not six feet away and they're eating, they don't have their masks on. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a total change from the little things to the bigger things. And um, it's very difficult to teach and then still have, you know, well, what are you doing in your classroom for the grades to do, to be doing, um, going up, raising, you know, um, what are they doing for, you know, the testing? Are they ready to take a test? And I'm like, they're not here most of the time. So it's, it gives us less time to prepare them. What do you tell the kids when they say they're sick of this or they want things to be back to normal? How do you respond to those concerns? And I tell them too, I said, well, I would wish that we could get back to some kind of normalcy. However, this is not the time right now to let down our guard. It is, it does get old, you know, wearing the mask and where is your mask and put it on correctly. And they're tired of it. Um, We get tired of it too, but they understand that it is for their safety or our safety for their family. A lot of them have a lot of family members that are older, that are sick as well. They have other, their, their immune systems are compromised. So they, they understand that it's for everybody's safety. Do they like it? Do they enjoy it? Have they gotten used to it? No, not, not all, not all, not a high percentage of them. No. What is it like uh, on, on teachers? Because, you know, you've got you still have to teach these kids. You have mm-hmm. to clean, you have to deal with masks. Like you said, all, all these issues, it's not just teaching. It's never really been to, just teaching, but now no. you've got a pandemic on top of it. We talk about burnout yes. teachers and a lot mm-hmm. of them are just flat out leaving the classroom. Yes. What are you seeing in your school? At our school, I'm seeing a lot of um, teachers that are, are sick or they have um, kids that are sick. So they'd have to go home and uh, quarantine or isolate and um, subs. We can't find any subs. Their subs are very difficult or they'll say, yes, we'll take the job. And at the last minute they cancel. Um, teachers are burnt out. I know that I am. I wake up every morning. I love my job. I love what I do. The, uh, teaching is not the problem, but you know, everything else that comes with it now, especially nowadays, um, it's just, tiring it's just so tiring because you want the kids to be at a certain level that they should be um and it is it is very difficult to to do that as well as a matter of fact one of my partners here that I teach with um she is going to this is her last year she's done she said that she might she's thinking about coming back but um may will be her you know she's you know done she said for a while because it's just too hard it's too hard on her family I, I'm sure parents have come to you about concerns about yes. how the kids are doing and how to balance all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have spoken with parents who just don't really know how to go about what's next and mm-hmm. how to make sure their kids are getting a good education. What do you tell those parents? 
um, we have, of course, parents that are really concerned that are uh, texting and emailing and calling, um, writing notes and, you know, what can we do to help? What, what, are, what are the next steps? So, you know, we try to give them your strategies to help the kiddos, to work with the kiddos. Uh, I have a few parents that, that took out their kiddos and they um, put them online. Um, again, there's a lot of, of students that just don't come to school. They're, they're absent. Um, and again, because some of them are, they have their immune systems compromised. Some of them are just afraid. Like I said, the parents don't want to send them. Um, so I just tell them, you know, all of our stuff is on our Google classroom. It's not the same, you know, when the parents are trying to help them and teach them. I want to talk about masks because it's obviously quite the, the, the sticking point for a lot of families, um, mm -hmm. especially the mask mandates, depending on the state, they're great or they're terrible. Mm -hmm. um, we've heard Governor Ducey say there's, there, there's not going to be a mandate. There hasn't been. Um, and now there's uh, laws in, in the legislature trying to ban them for good. Mm -hmm. um, first, before I get your thoughts on masks in the classroom, I want to talk about what you think about these masks being such a sticking point. Um, when it comes to what happens in school? Yeah, I think the masks are very helpful at our school. I think um, I'm for the masks. I have a daughter as well at school that she's attending um, the elementary. And yeah, they get older, we get tired of them, but they're keeping us safer, I believe, because in the classroom, um, it, our classrooms aren't that big. We, I have uh, 26 kids on my roster. Um, we don't have windows, so it's really hard to, you know, air out our place. You know, they do come and put filters regularly and for air conditioning. Some parents disagree with that. And I had a few parents pull out their kid because they were against the masks, which was fine. That's their option as parents. And then I have some that send boxes of masks for other kids as well. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I understand when you say, you know, it was, you know, it's a, either your way for it or you're totally against it. There's probably not a lot of middle ground in the case with the masks. Do you think the extremes on the mask wearing hurt what happens in the classroom? Probably, yes. I think it does because um, although the focus should be more so on keeping the kiddos safe and keeping the mask so that they're here and they're well and they don't miss so many school days and learn, um, you know, the, keeping the masks off, most of the, some of the kids get sick. Um, they're out, they're absent for days and they come back and they're, they're still not feeling well and they lose again in their education. And then at home, they don't feel well enough to do their work and stay online to, to get that work done. I want to talk about okay. the Omicron variant. We, like mm -hmm. you said, there was that big spike um, mm -hmm. after Christmas break. Everyone was sick. Everyone was out. It was at my kid's school as well. Mm -hmm. um, now things are calming down a bit. Yeah. Um, cases are way, way, way down. There's talk of this kind of being the end of this particular surge and things getting to some semblance of normal, quote unquote, mm -hmm. normal. Um, as a teacher, what is that like, that feeling that, hey, we could be over this hump here? Um, as a teacher, I, I think I'm happy, of course, because, you know, a lot of the kids um, were having better, uh, better attendance. Um, however, I don't want them to let their guard down. I don't want to let my guard down and get too comfortable with the numbers going down because yes, they are now, but we saw that in the past. They went down and then boom, we have a new strain, um, you know, gatherings and they're at the spike. So I, I just tell the kids, yes, you know, we're trying to get a little comfortable, but we can't get too comfortable 
because we don't want this to happen again, a different strain, a different surge. And, and here we go again, again, we feel like we start from ground zero once again. So on top of this pandemic, on top of teaching, um, you've got budget issues, you've got staffing mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. You, you just, it's like you're throwing another layer on top of several other layers. How, mm-hmm. how much do you think that hurts? That hurts a lot because once you think that, you know, things can't get any worse, you're like, oh my goodness, they do. Um, you try to focus on the positive and, and, you know, things are getting better, but then you see the news and you hear with the information that's coming out and the budget cuts and we might be losing uh, teachers. We don't have enough as it is. Uh, we don't have what we need as it is in the classrooms. And then with this, um, everything that's happening now with the budget, and that's scary. That's scary as well, because not only do we have to teach through a pandemic, uh, try to um, have the kids here work on their attendance, but now with these budget cuts, you know, losing personnel, um, that doesn't, that totally does not make sense to me. It, it, it's overwhelming and it, it's crazy. I, I don't even know how to explain that as, as a teacher with so much experience. Like I said, you think things can get worse and then you're like, oh, no, wait, let's stop. Yeah, they can. It's overwhelming. It makes me mad sometimes. It makes me sad, emotional, overwhelmed, stressed. Too many emotions. You, uh, well, there are, there are still people that want to become teachers. Mm -hmm. What is your advice or what is your message to people who are looking to either help out as become substitute teachers or, or take on teaching full time? I would say if your heart is in it and you love what you do, you want to be with the kids, I'd say pursue your career, go with the goal that you set for yourself, but have a plan B because you just, you just never know. I, when I started, you know, my goal was to be a teacher. That was it. I wanted to be a teacher. There was no plan B, C or D for me. That was it. Uh, with now with everything that's going on, a lot of people are afraid to be in the classroom. A lot of the teachers um, don't want to, or they have a career change or they start and then they change uh, career paths. And uh, my advice would be like, if your heart is in it and you know this is what you want to do, um, you need to pursue, but always have a backup plan because you just never know, especially nowadays. And finally, what's your message to parents? My message to parents is we're here for your kids. Uh, we appreciate your support from home. We need to be a team and work together. We need to keep the kids safe. We need to keep them protected. We need to have them here. And um, again, we just appreciate your support in every which way um, the, for them just being there and, and helping their child as well as supporting the teachers because I am a parent and I see through parents' eyes and I am a teacher and I see through a teacher's eyes. And yeah, sometimes it's just, it's just very hard. But since I, I have the both roles, I, I understand better. But sometimes, you know, it's difficult from people that are on the sidelines. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, you're um, welcome. A big thanks to her for her time and that look inside. Join us again next time for Conquering COVID, a Cable News 13 original podcast. I'm Andrew Capasso.